Some of you will remember the first animated movie, Cars. In it, Lightning McQueen, the little red car, he is the rookie trying to win the Piston Cup. He's in a three-way tie with two other sports cars, two other race cars, and he gets lost and he ends up in this small town called Radiator Springs where he accidentally does some damage to the street there. Well, we see Lightning McQueen's ego about being in a small town and having to do something beneath him, such as repair a road. Finally, though, he gets found, and he's ready to participate in the climactic race, which will determine the winner of the Piston Cup, something he has dreamed about his whole life. In the race, the finish line is within reach, when one of the other race cars has an amazing and terrible wreck and lightning is faced with a choice of whether to cross the finish line or whether to reverse and help an older car who once had helped him. Joseph had a dream. Joseph had 10 older brothers, but his dad loved him the most. And obviously this made the other brothers jealous. And you would think that someone who is going to be used by God in such a powerful way would refrain from telling his brothers about this dream, but I guess he just can't help it. And so he says to them, there we were, in the dream, binding sheaves in the field. Suddenly, my sheaf rose and stood upright, and then your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brothers, not amused, said, Are you indeed to reign over us? Are you to have dominion over us? And they hated him even more because of his dreams and because of his words. So, and they sold him to some traders and convinced their father that he had been killed by a wild animal. We know little about what happens to Joseph's older brothers, his father Jacob. But we do have a picture of what happens to Joseph. And when we do something wrong, as much as we don't want anyone to know about it, someone usually finds out. And so we don't know what the brothers were thinking all of those years in between. We don't know if they had any guilty feelings about when they, uh, when they saw their dad grieving over his son. We don't know if they regretted what they did. We don't know. What we do know is that when we hurt others, it usually hurts us too. And so we do something wrong and we like to keep it hidden. We like to keep that from other people. I remember a time when I was a kid and I knew I wasn't supposed to eat in the family room, but the combination of graham crackers and after-school television was too much to resist. When my mom then later came in and asked me whether I had been eating in the family room, I lied and said no, because I knew it was wrong. But my mom was smarter than I was at the time. Just kidding. (laughs) 
she saw the crumbs in the chair. And I got punished. And I don't know now whether I got punished for eating the graham crackers in the family room. I would guess that I probably got punished more for lying to my mom, appropriately so. Well, Joseph's brothers had kept their secret for years. They hadn't been found out as far as we know. No one else knew that they had, he, they had sold their brother into slavery or that he had even been taken to Egypt. And yet we know because we've watched the story unfold. Joseph has become a very powerful person, and part of that had to do with his ability to interpret dreams. And now the dream, his earliest dream that we know of, is becoming reality. I like that Joseph didn't use his power to go find his brothers and hurt them as revenge. He made the best of a bad situation and was rewarded for his goodness. And so here in chapter 45 of Genesis, we see Joseph's old dream come to life. Egypt has stored grain for two, they stored it for, for seven years when things, when all the grain came in in abundance. And Joseph's dream was that they were going to have five years of, seven years of abundance and seven years of famine. So they've been through the five, the seven, they've stored up the grain, and now people are hungry. And they're coming to Egypt from other places to buy grain there because they don't have it at home. Well, the brothers come. He recognize, Joseph recognizes them, but they do not recognize him. And after several chapters, which you can read another time, but in the end of chapter 44, Joseph's brother Judah is begging him, making this passionate plea for food to take home for his family. And Joseph is moved to tears. He has all the Egyptians leave the room but we get to stay with the brothers for this disclosure. I am Joseph. The word that meant add, he was added to his father's family late in his father's life, and now he is added to them as a savior. His brothers are shocked, dismayed, is the word that we heard in our translation this morning. I was dismayed when my mother found those graham cracker crumbs on the chair. And perhaps you have had a sin come to light, something that you wished would remain in darkness, and wow, you feel dismay. <laughs> I think we've all had that uncomfortable experience. But even though Joseph had the power to make their lives terrible, he did the right thing. He used his power for good. He gave them land to bring their families and sheep and cattle and would give them food when they needed it. And Joseph also finally brings God into the story. For, for all these chapters, we see what happens. We're, we're told the story, but we don't see in, in the scripture itself God at work. 
It doesn't say God did this or thus says the Lord. These are just the things that happen. But now Joseph brings God into the picture. God took their bad decision and brought goodness out of it. Is it not a relief that God still does the same thing today? God takes our bad decisions, our mistakes, and brings good things out of them. It's amazing. It doesn't make sense. And there's, it's, the mystery is the balance between us doing our own thing because we have free will, and yet God seeing the whole picture and able to bring something good to make good things happen out of what we have done that could have led to such bad consequences. Guideposts published a story several years ago about how we have to do the work sometimes to make a bad situation good. A rabbi dreamed he had been given the opportunity to see both heaven and hell. He was directed to a closed door and informed that hell existed beyond the doorway. As he entered, he was surprised to see a banquet hall, with, and it was set for a feast. Everything was exquisitely prepared, but all of the diners were moaning and wailing in agony. In the center of the table was a mouth-watering dish of food, and each person had a very long spoon set beside them. The spoon was long enough to dish out the food, but too long to reach into one's mouth. Consequently, they were unable to eat, and they were shrieking with pains of hunger. The horror was more than the rabbi could bear, and so he asked to leave. And then he was taken to another door. And when he opened that door, the door to heaven, he was petrified to see the same scene. Everything was the same, except there was laughter instead of the pitiful cries. And the difference in the two places was that those in heaven did not cry over their inability to feed themselves. They simply celebrated the privilege of feeding each other with the same long spoons. When we can take a bad situation and make it good, we are joining in God's work. God did this through Jesus. A lot of people were scared by Jesus and by the things he was teaching. They were different. They were unusual, and differentness scares us. And so what better to do than to get rid of him, just like Joseph's brothers did with him. Just get him out of the picture. Now, in Jesus' case, the people had him killed. But God would not let Jesus stay dead. God took a terrible situation and brought life out of it. God helps us with our choices, too. Students and teachers, you'll make lots of decisions this year. And while we have had a special prayer time for you this morning, it will be up to you to receive those prayers and use the strength and power that God gives you. Just like Lightning McQueen in the movie Cars, 
People were nice to him even though he didn't deserve it. And he realized how important it was then to take care of others, whether they deserved it or not. He made a good decision to let go of his dream to win the Piston Cup. He stopped right before crossing the finish line, went back, and helped his competitor. The good news of God is all about putting it in reverse, perhaps. It's about reversals. It's about death becoming life. It's about giving becoming receiving. It's about famine becoming feast. All when we let God work through us. Here at Calvary, the nominating committee has been hard at work asking many of you to volunteer your power, your talents to help God through and help others through helping the church. Together, we find ways to feed the people who are hungry, to bring into their lives the same thing that we have seen and the same thing that we have experienced from famine, from desert, from loneliness, from hunger, to feast, to beauty, to fulfillment, to peace. We have that power. Let us pray for God to help us use it. Lord of life and love, you have created us with special gifts, different gifts, which we use most efficiently when we come together in community. And so we thank you for this community of faith in which we can serve you together. Guide us to do so well. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.